the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Always try to bring something to the table as far as ideas go. I really despise the people who tell you that real estate's the best investment. Real estate's a great liability. And if you don't understand that, try not paying your mortgage for a year and see how great of an investment it is. See if it pays you your money and your income and your bills. See if it gets you to retirement. And you're going to quickly learn, whoops, I guess it is a liability. So um, I try to bring to you as best I can ideas and thoughts. And sometimes I guess thought-provoking ideas and thoughts. Can't say that it always works out like that. But one of the areas I want to talk about is San Francisco's housing market showing signs of weakness after the most important time of the year. Pending home sales in California fell in the month of August from a year ago. Second month in a row, year-over-year declines. The pending home sales index dropped 3.5% from a year-ago level as August marks the end of the peak home buying season. The housing market is showing signs of slowing. Now, real estate agents, just to show you how desperate and pathetic they can be, not all of them are, but they can be. Well, the home buying market in seasons no longer as seasonal as it once was. It used to be that, yeah, you want to buy a house before Thanksgiving and Christmas, but now you, you some people, they celebrate Kwanzaa and buy a house. And you're like, did you just say they celebrate Kwanzaa and buy a house? Yes, I said, I'll say anything. So you got to be kind of careful. Um, to be a realtor, you don't have to have anything other than a pulse. You don't have to have a high school degree. You don't have to have a college degree. All you got to do is have a pulse. And sometimes you just have to be good looking and have a pulse because people are attracted to good looking people. So it's, it's weird when you see studies of what a blessing it is to be six foot tall as a male and what a blessing it is to be five foot eight or taller as a woman and have all your teeth. What a bonus. What a bonus. Missing one, eh, you're okay. <laughs> it's not the front one. That's 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 a problem, Mister. I'd fix that one up. But um, anyway, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource dot com. It's BayAreaLoanSource dot com. Howdy. Um, pending home sales are notoriously volatile, but we're seeing drop offs that are large right now, and they're becoming consistent in home sales. And that stretches from San Francisco to San Mateo to Santa Clara to Sacramento to Santa Cruz. Did you realize that we've got five major hubs of the Bay Area that all start with letter S? I did. Good for you. <laughs> um, but home sales are starting yeah. to become a bit of a drag. And there's more and more headlines about this, about big cities around the world becoming a little bit more of a drag. Yeah, and a, a couple others that actually hit the list. Well, Southern California as a whole, uh, according to CoreLogic, um, that came out uh, last week or so, or saying that Cal- uh, Southern California is stalling out at 500000 They had a, a great run, 8% year over year, every month of the year up till August. And then it just went flat in, in August. 
uh, D.C., they saw a 5% year-over-year decrease in their month-over-month um, home appreciation. So the, the, some of these markets that are tapping, and then you got places like Seattle that are on fire, uh, Las Vegas, Portland, Reno, uh, Boulder, Colorado, for some reason, is is uh, on that list, and, and even Denver. Um, so UBS. are seeing all of these, yeah. UBS does research, and they pay their research department millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. They're not considered a mom and pop. They're not considered um, a realtor. Yes, I always think the real estate prices would go higher. So UBS came out and said they see eight housing markets around the world that are bubbly, that are problematic. They've decoupled from the weak countrywide housing market. And they're basically saying these are big cities, so keep that in mind. I'll take a guess on a couple. Um, go ahead. London. London's number. Uh, London's on the list. Inflation-adjusted housing prices up 45% higher than five years ago. Vancouver. Um, Vancouver prices growth peaked in the middle of last year when real prices soared 25% on a year over year. And basically they're saying cheap financing and wealthy people. They're the only buyers. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Well, San Francisco, not on this list. Oh, interesting. Think more global. Think more global. Take off you hoser. Hong Kong. Hong Kong's on the list for sure. Uh, they're number one on the list, but number two in your heart. Just throwing that out there. Residential market prices reached an all-time high mid-year. Um, in real terms, they're close to three times higher than they were in 2003. Real rents rose in the same period by 3%. So the, what the real average person's paying in rent versus what people are paying for high prices of homes, it's wealthy people and cheap financing. Okay, Beijing is not on the list. There's one in China then. There's not. Interesting. Munich's on the list. Munich. Stockholm. Um, Toronto. Take off, you hoser. Um, hey. All on the list. Take off, you hosers. In Amsterdam. Amsterdam. I've seen stuff in Amsterdam that I cannot see. <laughs> you know, a lot of their houses oh they're building my, now my, my. are floating houses, houseboats, basically. Was that Sulu? Oh my, that? my, my, my. Yes. Hello, Captain. That was kind of disappointing to see they're going to stream the new Star Trek instead of keep it on cbs pay pay service yeah, pay, pay service yeah um so back to amsterdam since 2015 real prices have increased by about 30 percent the city's housing sharply decoupled from a weak countrywide housing market deviations from market fundamentals in the capital or how are not oh now we were jumping from stockholm to munich munich so munich i don't like germany i haven't liked germany in a long time i've got some french in my background my mother, Chappelle. French don't trust Germans. Eh, we're just going to come into your town for a little bit and occupy you. We'll take your women, your wine, your housing. Housing prices remained explosive in Munich. Real prices have risen by 85% in 10 years. It takes a skilled service employee an all-time high of eight work years to buy a 600-square-foot flat. Mm. That's that's with all their money going into it. So anyway, real problems around the world on the high end. But again, that's why armpits like Seattle and Sacramento and Stockton can do well because they're not the big, 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 big cities. So some of them are mid-sized cities. Some of them are small cities. But there is that, you know, play out there of let's go find somewhere else. Like I've got a friend who lives in Toronto and she's like, it's too it's too much. Real people can't afford this. 
Well, people are in California are still looking in California. That is one thing that we had talked about where, you know, 56 percent of the state has considered moving. But they're also considering moving in to the, into California. Eleven of the top 20 markets in the United States, the hottest markets where they have, they have the most clicks, the most views and the fastest days on market um, are California cities, including San Jose, Sacramento, um, San Francisco, San Diego, Stockton, um, and they go Fresno. You know, Rob Gronkowski of the uh, New England Patriots. Yeah. He's got a funny alcohol diet. So for every alcohol beverage he consumes, he has to drink three glasses of water. Okay. Have you ever tried it? No. He basically what? don't want any more beer after two beers. So if you're out partying and you're doing three, three glasses of water to every glass of IPA, just throwing that out there. Yeah, it's kind of a cleanse. He brought, he brought up Modesto and Fresno. The moment those cities come up in conversation, <laughs> I'm out. So I left this conversation. I think the, the story is that people are looking for affordable housing, and some oh. of the, and that's what it is. I know a friend that left San Francisco back in the heyday, and she moved to Tracy, and she set up kind of an internet no-no kind of site because it was Tracy and it was cheap. That's not a reason to move. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I do seminars with mosquitoes. So anytime I do a seminar, I unleash thousands of mosquitoes to basically infect you with diseases, which I'm immune to. Found out the other day I'm not immune to poison oak. So that's not good. I'm immune to poison ivy, but not poison oak. And California's got more poison oak than poison ivy. Um, so I want to ask you, Tony, you recently bought a home. And I think it's a stressful situation. Uh, you bought another home. You're a multi-home owner at this point in time, as am I. And it's a difference between buying it in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. As you get older, like the process is just mentally, psychologically different. Um, I remember, you know, there's questions you should ask your spouse before buying a home. And then there's just like, I hate you. This is the conversation you have with your spouse. I hate you. I don't want anything to do with your house buying decisions. The last house you bought was made out of balsa wood and it floated away in a storm. And you're like, did your spouse buy a house made out of balsa Yes. Um, so buying your first home is incredibly exciting. And you're like, let's make love in every room. And by the time you're in your third house or your fourth house, you're like, I hate you. I hate you. I'm going to figure out what to buy on my own house. A house is a big purchase. Brings in a lot of hurdles. Um, it, it brings in your significant other pretty significantly. How long do you plan to live there is a big question. You bought a home recently where there's really not an answer to that question. Whereas early on in your life, you probably would have had that conversation of like, how long are we going to live here before we move out to the West Coast? How long are we going to live here before we have babies? But you're kind of past that. So you basically bought a house without the question of how long are you going to live there? It's more of a, like a question for you of like, will I ever live here? Am I yeah. going to die here? It was an investment. So it was more kind of the math and... Kind of a hybrid. Investment, maybe uh, retirement. Maybe retirement, but yeah. it, it was also a play into locking in lower interest rates and home prices were rising in this city. And um, and it played out where the rents are also r- rising and vacancies are at the lowest they've ever been in this city. So I, I did my research and um, similar to the, the other property that... Um, that we bought and it's worked out well. And it's what it is. I mean, investors follow the trends. They follow the, the money. They follow the rents. 
and they follow you know some where the, it makes sense. Some of the questions that you're supposed to ask your spouse before buying a home together is like, do you see yourself building a family in this house? And like my answer is no. I see myself having multiple affairs while you're on a business trip. <laughs> No, I see myself putting a security camera in so I can catch you having multiple affairs. I can justify my multiple affairs. Second or third house, you're, you're there, right? Yeah. Um, how much house can you afford is a big question that younger people have that later on in life, you're like, I wish I would have bought more house. That's, that's actually the, one of the top five mistakes, or not mistakes, but regrets that people have buying houses. They didn't buy more. And you know why they have that regret? Because they didn't go bankrupt. Had they gone bankrupt, they said, would have said, I wish I would have bought smaller. Yep. But early on, you're like, how much house can we afford, honey? Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of sweet to look back at the innocence of some of these questions that you're supposed to ask early on? So, uh, surprisingly, though, uh, those are the questions that people run across. Those are the but issues. But no, it's not. By the time you're in your 40s, you're like... I want to drink another whiskey and forget about you and your ugly teeth. Oh, yeah. Two or and, three houses in, yeah. It's, and my it's, fat Oompa Loompa kids. I want a basement so they can play in the basement, and I'm going to put rubber walls on it so they don't break stuff. Like, you honestly start thinking, should I get a basement for your Oompa Loompas? I love this question. Are we looking for a fixer-upper, or do we want to pay a premium price? <laughs> like, that's the, that's the question that should be. It's, the question is, are we looking for a fixer-upper, or do you want to pay a premium price? Like, I'm looking at some real estate right now, and the, the realtor's like, oh, no, 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 no. If you want to be near the beach, oh, you are going to pay $2 million. There's it's, no there's no fixer-uppers. Fixer-uppers are $2 million. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another mistake that people make, or they underestimate the cost of, of a fixer-upper. For example, you may pay a premium price, let's say a $1 million, or you buy something for $900,000, it's fixer-upper, but you end up spending one hundred fifty. So... That is another big mistake. The thing about fixer-uppers, especially in a market like San Francisco or any hot market, for that matter, is the sellers are saying are being advised by the realtors, you don't need to fix this up. You don't need to stage it. You don't do anything. You're going to get top dollar for this property. Somebody's going to consider a fixer-upper. You're going to get, the price itself will bring in a lot of offers. And next thing you know, you put $150,000 into it when you could have just bought something already fixed up. So... That's a big mistake. In life, are you typically looking for fixer-uppers? When you're looking for a spouse, are you like, she would be pretty great if her belly was, yeah. you know. I, I hate seeing this This um, She would be great statement. if she had 32 teeth. Pe- people yourself. would rather spend more money on something they like than less something on that they don't like. I would not recommend a fixer-upper for a first-time homebuyer. I dated a girl once who was a bit of a fixer-upper. Her leg by her thigh looked like a dog had chewed on it for weeks. It's not. Fixer-uppers are overrated. Fixer-uppers are overrated. Some people prefer a house they can add their own touches to, while others would rather walk into a house that's perfect for them without having to change a thing. Um, yeah, fixer-uppers are a little bit of a myth, too. You know, a realtor's going to be like, well, it's a little bit of a fixer-upper. It's off. Pr- what they're really trying to say is someone who's 90 years old has lived in the house for the last 60 years, and they haven't done anything in 40 years. So just be prepared for that bathroom. Could also mean cracked foundation that you don't know about, or termite damage that you eventually open up a wall to to build a bigger kitchen, and you end up spending twice as much. So fixer uppers do come with some risk. There's no doubt about it. It's un- unfortunately it costs a lot of money to find that all out, and you have to be experienced. Again, first time home buyers um, increased risk when you go into fixer upper. Gotcha. So what is this? How will we save? for miscellaneous house expenses. Is that a question you and your spouse have? So like you just got a second or third house and there's going to be some miscellaneous costs that come in. 
It could be a yard that needs to be fertilized. Right. So my, my strategy or, as an, an investor is to take the profits and build up an escrow, not an escrow, but a bank account that has a buffer. And I usually put it about 10 grand. Of course, you have a uh, that's going to cover you any insurance. I like that you say 10 grand. It's about, I say $10,000. Okay. 10 grand. 10K. You want me to say different? Uh, you can say thousand ones. I don't know. Whatever you want. Uh, $10,001 bills. And I use that as a as a buffer, and I don't tap into that. I always have that money there in case something goes wrong. Um, it would be unwise for an investor to not it's, have that kind of funds available. It's funny, because as I've gotten older, the discipline is clearly broken in me. And how are we going to save for miscellaneous house expenses? I'm like, why didn't you stop going to restaurants? <laughs> three months we'd have a million dollars we could do whatever we want i guess that's the difference between somebody who says they wish they got bigger or they wish they got smaller right is, can they make the sacrifices or are they really serious about buying I mean, you've seen people who bought houses that can't even buy furniture well money's not as important to me as it is to other people and like having these questions and answers with your spouse is important but again i think it's kind of silly because to think that you fall into one category of of question and answers or one category of of how much can you afford or one category like, all this advice is thrown out the window for most people. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Ask him about the place he just bought. Ask him about refinancing your home. Ask him about areas that he think are the next big thing. Find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Find me at RobBlackShow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Talking a little real estate with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I brought up the last in the last segment the idea and the concept of... You know, you should talk to your spouse about how you're going to pay for expenses on your home. Most people don't have time for that. Most people barely have time to sit down to a, for a dinner with their kids. And here we are like, you need to decide how long you're going to be living there. And you're like, until I get fired? Um, until I get more money to afford something better? Like, sometimes these are just random concepts. And, you know, I think buying a house is, is a lot more psychological for people than scientific. And I think that's it's unfortunate because like you listen to to shows and I you know whether it's commercials or something you're like real estate is great about it like, we we get caught up in the uh, as a don't say we well we mean in the loan, in the loan industry gotcha. we get caught up as um, you know kind of old not old school but we we get in a, a pattern of uh, trying to protect the the borrowers from undisclosed or unrealized costs of the loan uh, and buying a house. For example, utilities. Um, you know, it, it still amazes me that a lender uh, will factor in every single piece of debt except s- cell phone bills, utility. There's a whole bunch of other debt that's out there that they don't consider. So, yeah, you could get qualified and max out your debt ratios, yet you still have all these other expenses. So we try to disclose as much as possible, and, and qu- these questions do come up. And surprisingly, still, people are, oh, I didn't realize that. I'm, I got to factor that in. Um, I had one one person say property taxes. I mean, what do you mean I have to pay property taxes? Uh, one and a quarter percent. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, people, someone's missed property taxes in their yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, it was, it was, it was a challenge and he had to actually lower his, um, purchase price because he didn't anticipate that. So there's, there are a lot of people that are out there that need these kind of questions, unfortunately, and, and you just can't pick and choose who gets them. So we ask them to everybody. I'm with you. We hope. <laughs> Excuse me. 
retirees are forgetting one big retirement cost, and it costs them an average of $275,000. And I bring that up because the Bay Area does have a lot of retirees who stay here because of the Prop 13 and because of, well, sunshine and good living, all things considered. Uh, when planning for retirement, most people only factor in the day-to-day cost when calculating how much they'll need to spend in their golden years. Um, a lot of people forget health care costs. If you're a healthy 65-year-old couple retiring today, can you could expect to pay roughly $275,000 a year. No, no, $275,000 in health care costs in retirement. So a lot of people forget that, and that's tied into, again, your home. A lot of what we've talked about today is... You know, the concept of a lot of people under the age of 50 who want to move out of the state of California because it's too expensive. Um, a lot of people who do retire in the state of California forget that health care is a big cost in retirement. And just because you have Prop 13 that's keeping some of your costs low, health care continues to march higher and higher. And some states are really designed for this, like Florida and Arizona, where you get a little bit more sunshine, a little less rain, a little less mold, a little less cold for the body to deal with. Um, thinking about a home to retire in, it's one of the areas that you recently picked up kind of a desert living kind of angle per se and you'll have to worry a little less about your health care in theory but it's still a concept of owning a home in retirement it's like my mom she got to the point where she you know was pushing 80 and she could no longer stay in said home so she had to move into a apartment complex it's it's something it's, it's like, hard to it's hard to think about to begin with because getting old and getting you know needing health care a little bit more and a little bit more and, it, and it's getting more expensive and I don't know if my house is paid off yet. Should I refinance to take some cash out? Should I do a reverse mortgage? So, you know, retirement gets a little bit tougher um, nowadays, especially in a state that's not so pro healthcare friendly and cost friendly. Um, but they do have Prop 13. So, how's that going to play out for somebody buying a million dollar house today, 30 years later? I don't know. But that person who bought a $400,000 house 20 years ago and it's worth over a million and they're paying $400 a month, it's a little bit easier. So, um, well, it's going to take a time to figure out how today's home prices play out in the economy and for people's retirement down the road. Um, I have a sense that a lot of people are going to start taking equity and trying to figure out where else to put it uh, eventually if they haven't already. It could be one of the catalysts that we're looking for. I'm with you on that. Um, catalysts are a big thing in real estate. Move west, young man. Back in the the old covered wagon days. There was gold out here. There was opportunity to own land. There was, it really set the stage for, you know, real estate expansion in the United States and and expanding the frontier. Now there is, they're not, you remember the phrase of they're not building more land. You hear a lot of real, real estate people say they're not building more land. You should buy real estate. Yeah. They actually are building more land. Um, they're closing down military bases. They're going into areas that used to be swamps and, and you know, setting up levees and things along those lines. And they are building more homes on top of areas that shouldn't have mm-hmm. homes, per se. And they're building in areas um, that shouldn't be developed, you know. Bay Area is perfect for the urban revitalization, is I think what they call it. I have no problem with urban revitalization. Um, I have a problem with people moving out to Stockton because it's, you know, it's not Morgan Hill and it's yeah. not Morgan Hill. It's not the bay area and it's like you're halfway to cutting chickens off the head but yeah um yes or chick chicken heads off but the tony mendez brought up a reference <laughs> that i haven't used in two years the number yeah. one job in stockton is cutting off a chicken's head and watching it bleed out i've been here for weeks and i haven't heard it so i thought i'd throw it out there right right but you're halfway there um when you go to places like um tracy and mount house if that even exists anymore um 
or if people are buying there. That was a crazy kind of concept of just building a place in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but we still have the sense that people are trying to just buy anything they can get their hands on because there's another person waiting behind you that's going to try to buy that, that same house. But you brought up a really good point earlier about um, you know the haves and have-nots. Well, I brought that up, but it, it really comes to low cost of money, which is low interest rates and the, the ability to qualify. So it could be the wealthy people just piling up behind each other waiting to buy houses. And uh, if you're lucky enough and you're a couple and you make good money, you have a down payment, you have a good realtor that gets your offer accepted, um, that's your, your gold rush, so to speak. I'm with you on that. And, and, it's, and it's, it's playing out for people. Do you remember 15 years ago, everyone wanted, not everyone, but there was so much wealth in the Bay Area. It was spilling over. It was coming out of our pockets. It was oozing out of our, our bodily organs that it shouldn't ooze out of. It was like, whoa, I just found a $50 bill in my underwear. Um, where'd that come from? But we were like, let's buy it in Costa Rica. And the next thing you know, Panama City was hot. The next thing you know, it's Belize is hot. I don't even know what's hot anymore because I just hate all people in the Bay Area and their shark swimming ways and pedal faster, pedal faster, pedal faster, pedal faster. Uh, and it, maybe people have tapped out a little bit and... That's why they went to Seattle and they went to Portland. They stopped going, you know, exotic. Um, Trump has made it a little less, how shall we say, easy for Americans to, to live in Mexico. Um, I would build a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. He is, he's going to be remembered quite interestingly. But keep in mind, we had a president of the United States who was in a TV show, Bedtime for Bonzo. Uh, he was starred with a monkey and he was an actor. I mean, he was as much of a, he was a Personality joke. Is, he was yeah. a joke on the East coast when he was running for president and then, whoa, he was president. Yeah. Um, but he was a punchline. We didn't really have as much late comedians then as we do now. And it, looking back, do we regret him or do we look at him as, as kind of a silly president or just, we go, he's a president. He is what it is. No difference than a Catholic Kennedy or, you know, uh, Nixon, who wanted power so bad that the moment he got it, he messed it up. Uh, we have a pretty anyway. Where, where did that story come from? Where am I going with that? Um, it's hard for Americans to you, you were talking about Trump and right. Mexico. Oh, yeah. yeah, Buying homes in Mexico. So um, do you get and that crazy request? Presence. Do you get that request often? Sometimes never to move out of the country? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, not as often as you'd think. Um you know, the United States is unique as when it comes to real estate, where um, you can buy real estate from any country in the world and come into the United States. So we have a lot of foreign investors coming here. Um, China leads the way in California. Canadians are next. And I think Mexico is third. Uh, and then you go to the East Coast and it changes a little bit. But um, it's driving a lot of home prices. We know that. And it's driving a lot of people into places like the Bay Area and um, with the dream of home ownership, what we have a problem with is in California is affordable housing, and that's going to continue uh, until we, you know, get some new initiatives. We find some new land to build. Uh, you know, s someone in the Bay Area allows us to build in the hillsides, which will never happen. Um, but when it's all said and done, you know, interest rates will eventually rise, and home prices will continue rising, and it. Google, few and fewer people. Google recently said that it would build 10,000 units of desperately needed housing in Silicon Valley, but there's a catch. The tech giant wants to build a sprawling new campus in North Bay Shore area of Mountain View. Um, but there's a hiccup. Looks right lovely. Now, um, in Google's play for development. So they're basically saying, we want to build some new office space. And the city's like, 
why didn't you build some affordable homes for us? Um, and Google's threatening to block the construction of almost 10,000 homes in North Bayshore, which the company said it still supports, unless city officials give it permission to build another 800,000 square feet office space. And it really doesn't solve the problem. If you build, you know, 1,000 units of affordable homes and you create 10,000 new office spaces, uh, housing gets worse. And Google's part of the problem. But it's, it's interesting to note, like, there is a pay-to-play. And your city is, your city representatives... San Carlos made the biggest mistake 20 years ago. They shut down a high school so they could put apartment buildings in there. And now they need another high school. <laughs> and everyone is now fighting, I don't want it on my backyard. I don't want it in my backyard. I don't want it, I don't want it ruin the sunset with a view of a high school. Whoops. Your city officials are paid up to, play. to be paid for. Anyway, with that being said, I like city officials. <laughs> Don't give me a speeding ticket. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. This is the golden age of television. If you watch the Emmys... It's stunning how many shows aren't even getting nominated for Best Actor, Best Actress, what have you. Now, I hate award shows because it's celebrating their own. And I wish I had an award show for myself. The best radio host in the Bay Area on financial issues. Rob Black! I'm the only one who's nominated in my world, right? And I win every year. Um, Golden Age TV. CBS came up with something called All Access, which is like six bucks a month. And you can watch all their shows and such, and you can get it free for a week. And like, I, I, it feels to me the services are getting to be a bit too much competing with each other. Disney tells uh, Netflix we're pulling all of our movies. We're going to start our own Disney service in a couple of years. Uh, CBS says, you know, we're, we're going to do a Star Trek show that you're not going to be able to watch on free TV. CBS also owns Showtime, so will that show eventually land on Showtime? Because I don't really see how many services can you pay for. There's too many. And it gets too confusing. Or do you do it like you get the free service for a week once a year with a different email address and you watch all 10 episodes of Star Trek and you're done with it? Um, It just feels like we're little monkeys being trained right now in a funny kind of way. Um, I want you to be happier. The number one thing that I can push for you is floss your teeth every day. Um, Dental insurance sucks. It's no good. And losing your teeth sucks. It's no good. I try to break a sweat every day. Try to write something with a pen and paper every day. Um, if you haven't read a book in a couple of years, sit down this weekend and read a chapter or two and try to get back into it. Um, museums in the Bay Area, Google the phrase free museum day. Most museums have free museum days every month. Um, and talking about a sexy date, you take a, a date to a museum and you do a little bit of work before you go. And you're like, Jackson, Google Jackson Pollock, and then go to his Wikipedia page. And you're like, Jackson Pollock, like to get on canvas and splatter paint. A lot of people just see splatter paint. You write down, a lot of people see splatter paint. And then you ask your date, like, hey, what do you see? A lot of people just see splatter paint. She's like, ooh, intelligent. If we're going to make babies, he has to be intelligent. Okay. He's a Xerox copy guy. That's not good. But he's intelligent. He, he, he can see art. So he can teach my kid art. But anyhow, you get the idea. If you've never volunteered, you don't know how good you have it in life until you do volunteer. Um, I'm not saying do Glide at Thanksgiving. There's enough people who do Glide at Thanksgiving. Try volunteering at a different level, um, in my opinion. 
Throw away clothes that you haven't worn in, in two, three years. Give them to Goodwill. Um, just my advice. Try to get your email under control. If you've got 12,000 emails in your Google account, you've got too many. So my advice is just delete them all and start over and start with some organization. Um, I like talking to people I haven't talked to in 10, 20 years, especially people who helped my career and basically rubbing it in their nose that they should give me more money and more opportunity. But it also makes me feel good. Like that's where I came from. Um, I send Taylor Swift a text every day on Twitter. I probably shouldn't admit this or basically I'm like, if you want to marry me, I'll be your servant for life. You never know when you're going to hit that jackpot. It's got to be better odds than playing the lottery, right? So I say go for it. Do things that might make you happy. Uh, Figure out the lifestyle that you want and then go for it. Um, Change your passwords four times a year. Mark it on a calendar. It's not that difficult to do. So anyway, start saving more money today than you've been saving in the past. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. These are ideas to make yourself a bit happier. Um, any thoughts on you about making yourself a bit happier? Real estate makes a lot of guys happy. They kind of want to home is where the heart is. Yeah, you know, they want to mow something. their yard on Saturdays and Sundays. I find that very peaceful to water my plants, pull some weeds, cut the grass. It's very peaceful. Is pull weeds sexual innu- innuendo? <laughs> I don't know. I'm literally pulling weeds. Uh, For me, pulling weeds means something totally different. I think the concept of owning something makes people happy, especially something quality. And that's a, a big drive for people in real estate. I hear you. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A mortgage can be part of your financial strategy. And a lot of people don't look at a mortgage as part of a financial strategy. They look at the word mort as see death. death. Yep. And age is growing old with death. And do you remember when we had, you know, I've had these in my life, mortgage books. Mm-hmm. Where you'd get... Back in the day, you'd get 30 years of mortgage tickets. Yep. Coupons. Coupons. Coupon books. Now, in my life, I got 12 months at a time. I actually had somebody send me a coupon the other day. There are lenders that still do that. Yeah. Okay. Financing a home means getting a mortgage. I think it's an amazing deal. I think it's one of those deals that, I'm not going to say it's truly American, but it's pretty cool that you could borrow $200,000, $300,000. one of the ultimate leverages there. A lot of people like the idea that at any point in time they can get their money back do, do uh, and give, maybe more. Do you think we give mortgages fairly? White think, people, black people, rich people, poor people? Mm, that's a tough Or do you point. think white, that, rich people benefit the most? I think it's just haves and have-nots okay. right now, um, especially with you know, the affordability. Of course, it's regional, but uh, you have money, you're going to get a house. You have good credit, you're going to get a house. Um, and, and when you have a society that's not building affordable housing and you're stuck renting, and then rents are high, there is a disparity there, yes. I think mortgage accelerators are bad ideas. I'd rather keep the money on my side of the balance sheet than versus giving it to a bank. I agree. I think paying an extra payment every year is a bad idea. I think getting real estate advice from anyone with an Australian accent (laughs) is a bad idea. How did you know I was thinking that? I so badly want to run for president, and that's going to be part of my platform. The the Australians, for some reason, push those accelerators. They push the crappiest programs. Whether it's investments or, or mortgages. Yeah. So I will say their actresses are pretty hot. But <laughs> other than that, I want them out of our country. Build the wall around Australia and their bad financial mortgage Maybe products. Trump build a wall around every other country but ours. Let's keep those pirates in, in Australia. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at robblackshow.com. Tony Mendez is at bayarealonesource.com. Get a mortgage with Tony. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.